Trying again. Seeing if it goes through. Live? Can you hear me? Testing, testing. Here we go. All right, well, it is live. Yeah. Okay, there you are. All right, first thing, testing my microphone, testing for peaks or anything. Just turn that down just so it's slightly in the background so I know that it's going through. Testing my microphone, checking for peaks, see if it's too high. Peak, 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 peak. Is it okay if I'm back here? Is it okay if I'm back here? Down a little bit. Sounds good to one guy. One guy says it sounds as good. Can anybody concur that Mr. Regular's mic is just fine? Seems okay in my video, too. Seems okay? All right, now it's time to check Jeff Weissman's mic. Woo! What's up, guys? Let's see how it sounds back here. Let's see. Nope, gotta be closer. Let's try this out. Test, test. Talk at your normal volume. Let's try this out. How does it sound? Mic is a little low. So. Talk now. Yo, what's up, guys? Mic check one, two. All right, mic check, mic check. Let's see. How does this sound? Gotta check the mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, still oddly quiet as of a minute ago. That's better, I think. Talk real quick. Let me compare it to yours on the stream. Okay, comparing it to mine. All right, talking now. Let's see how it sounds. Comparing it to mine. See, I project more with my voice, so. I'm sure I will when we're actually streaming, but okay. right now, I don't know. It sounds good on this, though. Okay. I think All right, we're you good. can turn off uh, your thing there. Um, if at any time any of our mics are too loud or too quiet, just start letting me know in the in the stream, and I'll, and I'll adjust the uh, mixer accordingly. So, first of all, this is not Nick Roman. This is Jeff Weissman. We just hiked like 10 miles or something today, and we needed something to do. Okay, we have we have right off the bat. There's a, there's a uh, super chat question. We can hear you. Why is a 2003 Dodge S Dodge Neon SRT4 so special to me? Well, to answer your question, I'm gonna need beer. Oh and yes, Jeff, tell us about what you brought before we talk about a Dodge Neon. All right, so somewhere in the hills of Vermont, uh, 100 miles from well, 50 miles from civilization, is a place called Hill Farmstead. And they make this beer, and it is worth mucho money, even though you only pay eight dollars for it. Yeah. Um, because everyone from California uh, kills for the stuff, and oh, no, it's like cider. I know cider with this a is a honey fish. ale. They make a ton of different stuff, but their specialty is oh. they call it um, a farm ale. And this one has honey. I have one that doesn't have honey. Then I'm going to try so when I get sour. home. <laughs> but there's oh, no aftertaste, mm, you know? No, there's not. Mm. It's so good. Oh gosh, this is so good. <laughs> well, you you get more of it because I easy. fucked up your pour. Uh, um, so to answer your question, why is the 2003 or the early 2000s Dodge Neon SRT4 so special to me? I owned a Dodge Neon, a second generation 
naturally aspirated three-speed automatic transmission just like that <laughs> three speed. and i saw how good a neon could be i wanted one of those when i was an asshole college student in undergrad you know this thing that had 250 horsepower and it was a dodge neon with balls and then i got a chance to drive it and i'm like wow the interior is just as crap as mine but it it goes like a bullet they're great they're really great D don't ignore the interior just just put up with the at the time daimler chrysler interior but the engine's great whatever you do don't modify a dodge neon srt4 they're they're made to produce 250 horsepower with with the turbo in there that's all they're meant to do don't do anything else to it if if you're gonna modify it you're gonna have to have a lot of money because everything about that engine has has to be strengthened Again, that engine was built to mate that power and no more. If if you're trying to put a boost controller on it, guess what? Everything has to be changed. The, the motor has to come out. Everything has to be changed. So honestly, if you get a um, Dodge Neon SRT4, just leave it stock as it is. And enjoy it how it is unless you're really ready to throw your money away. It's amazing how you just described my experience with the Ford Focus. Yeah. With the ST being a 250 horsepower. Yeah. Just like thing off in the horizon, the carrot on the end of the stick. Yeah. Because my Focus has a trash interior. You know, it has all these flaws, but mm -hmm. you can you can still see that that shining through, leaking through how good it could be. Mm -hmm. And I imagine the ST is is that. So but thank I you very much for the, the uh, S, uh, SRT question. Um, we're going to talk about hiking for a little bit, but of course, you know, we can't ignore uh, super chat questions. And, and yes, uh, uh, kick in the Dan or something says two RCR podcasts in one week. Well, yeah, we had this, um, the equipment here and Jeff and I went hiking. So it's going to be a bit of Appalachian trail. We got to talk about the scientist guy in the kit. We can talk <laughs> about looking at the sun. We looked at the sun today. Um, and that was wild. Uh, oh, duh. It's Eric Pedersen. Uh, this is the Eric Pedersen is our friend from San Diego, sort of our West Coast fixer. Eric, you didn't have to give me cash, but thanks, man. We're we're going drinking more after this. So we'll put your money to very good use <laughs> at 1787 Brewing, which is a new place in Hamburg. I'm looking forward to trying that. Yeah. Beer from Pennsylvania has been very good in my experience. It's not Thank quite this, much. but it's been. Tell the people where you're from. Oh, I'm from South Jersey. Uh, I say I'm from Philly, which Pennsylvania people absolutely hate, but I'm only like five miles from Philly, Oh, but it's still not technically Philly. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, uh, Jeff was explaining uh, uh, what the Pine Barrens are and what they mean. <laughs> anyway, Eric asks, and thanks, Eric, for the cash. Um, Eric says, the least I could do since you let me come with you to Mammoth, hold everything as well in East everything all is well in eastern pa we have lovely weather today couldn't have a nicer day for hiking and uh yeah definitely i've been looking on this uh eric i've been looking on the san diego craigslist and also on auto tempest because if i want a forester xt turbo i'm gonna have to come to like arizona or socal or something like that to get one that doesn't have rust they're all fucked here man um, unless you buy one that's been in a garage and like a properly gar uh, garage with a dehumidifier in it. Who would put a Forester in a garage? There's a few <laughs> forum members who are crazy and they all want like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars $17,000 for their Forester XTs from like 2004. 
Hey, Subaru prices. There was one on Bring a Trailer, a Forester, a uh, a Forester Sports Turbo, which meant it didn't have fog lights, and it sold on Bring a Trailer for twenty grand even. That's incredible that you can even list a Subaru Forester on on Bring a Trailer. <laughs> It's the Subaru. Okay, it's not enough that it was the Subaru Forester XT. They made a Sports on top of that. Of course, they also sold the Subaru Forester Sports uh, um, uh, package on NA models as well. What it got you is it got you the heated seats. It got mm-hmm. you Subaru's version of whatever the Recaros were. They weren't. They were cheap leather, not too great. And it also gave you this front sort of splitter lower half. Which covered up the fog lights. You didn't get fog lights on this upper trim one, right? That seems weird. Right? It's it's the weirdest thing. It all, but their paint was so it's a bumper to rip off because it goes lower, and you don't get fog lights. Yeah, I I got to show you a picture of what these look like. You could type up Subaru Forester Sports Second Gen, and that'll get. Gus Wagner says, "What is the most boring car you've driven, and why?" Okay, a car that I was just ready to just get out of. Hmm. The most boring car, please. <laughs> a car that I forgot. See, there are boring cars that are fun because they're so bland. And, uh, thanks, man. Um, oh, and hello from Dublin, says Mary. A boring car. See, you want to go Corolla, but the Corolla is just such an everyman car that uh it's not uh my favorite boring cars are the boring cars that i have an easy uh, one prius to me it's the prius without a doubt yeah that was pretty yawn inducing the only entertaining thing about the prius is playing the game where you're looking at your fuel mileage and you're trying to keep it above 50. that is literally the only source of enjoyment in driving that car. Otherwise, the car does not want to be driven. It's trying to get you from point A to point B without you noticing that you're driving. Does anybody in your family have a Prius? Yeah, my sister used to have one. Uh-huh. So I have a lot of experience driving it. And oh, <laughs> it felt dangerous to me because it just understeers so much. You try to yeah. go on a highway ramp and it wants to throw you into the trees. Because mm. the tires are so hard and skinny. Yeah. And it's so top heavy. Ugh, not good. Really boring, yawn-inducing car. You know, okay, to answer your question, was boring car I've ever driven, and it's not one that I uh, reviewed on RCR. It's the Hyundai Santa Fe, that SUV. The steering was mashed, was unsalted mashed potatoes. The engine didn't want to go. The brakes didn't want to stop. Everything about the car, you drive a Hyundai Santa Fe, and it's like, I guess we're accelerating now. I'm off-road, but I don't want to. It's an SUV that can't even. I have a peripheral question for you. Yeah. What is the most the car that you thought would be most boring and ended up being entertaining, fun, enjoyable, even slightly, but like the most surprising? We talked out on on trail, Audi S4. I thought this was just going to be this, this Starbucks latte, whatever. That that thing moves. That V six with a supercharger on it, boom! That thing was fun, fun. 
Yours is on a different scale than mine. I had the, the Toyota Highlander as mine with the V6. Yeah. Surprisingly pulls. Otherwise, nothing enjoyable. But That was our camera car in New Zealand. Yeah, yanks. And speaking of New Zealand, Evil Bear says, hello from Sheepland. I'm assuming that's New Zealand. Hello. Someone mentioned IB Tat there. Uh, Kick the can, too, says, are you going to... Are you starting to get all your gear together for the AT? Are we gonna? Are you gonna vlog the AT like IBTAT? I will vlog. I will vlog uh, um, the AT like IBTAT, and I will. Uh, but I'll probably make a second YouTube channel for that because that can get old pretty quick for people. It'll who just be it. you farting. If we're yeah. honest, that's Dude, that's the entirety the of the trail started, experience. The second I started eating today, that pepperoni, I bought a seven. I just bought a stick of pepperoni. I'm cutting it up. Just offering knife. it to people is great. Yeah. And and then I and here have some of my sausage. <laughs> uh, Will Robinson says thank you for the two bucks. Will Will says thoughts on Robert Mueller's Russian investigation. Well, you, well, you paid, so we got to answer. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, this administration feels like House of Cards meets Game of Thrones. And that's the way I look at it. It's just kind of what's 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 our adventure today, and and I'm just kind of distant about it, man. Hmm. Who's talking garbage about Hill Farmstead beer? Hmm. What are they saying? Saying if Mr. It, Weissman pours beers this way in Europe. Oh, you get improved, oh yeah. No, I can't pour beer. But to be fair, that beer had been bounced around in a hiking backpack all day. Yeah, we thought we were we thought we were gonna. It got warm too quickly. And then there was an old lady looking over us who was not approve of us drinking the one chance that we would have had early enough to drink. Yeah. So that that's my excuse. However, I am trash at pouring beers. What was the name of that beer you were drinking in the brewery name again? Oh, uh, Green Turbo wants to know about okay. that beer. This is from Hill Farmstead. It's in the middle of nowhere down dirt roads. If you own a Subaru, you take it there. It's called Anna. And it's a, this, tell me if this focuses on uh, on the bottle. Is it focusing? Uh, lower it and move it back about an inch. Perfect. Uh, actually, twist it a little bit, too. Because you just have glare. All right, that, that's the best we're going to get. Do like a slow turn. All right, yeah, it's called Anna. It's a Vermont Honey Ale. It's from Hill Farmstead. And, I mean, I could do the whole beer geek speech if you guys want it. Let me know. Uh, <laughs> there are reasons why it's so good, and it's actually kind of interesting. But they do a ton of good stuff. Like, this is, honestly, I don't think it's a top three beer from them, from what I've tried. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty incredible, because this is a really good beer. Yeah, this, this you could give, well, it's it's got some bite to it, so the Anaheim beer friend you have wouldn't like this. <laughs> but, it, it's, it's not a chewy beer, it's... It's like if lemonade was a beer. Yeah. Good lemonade though. Not like like Minuteman. No. Minute this Maid. this is like the lawnmower beer you wish you had. Yes, that is the perfect way to describe it. Because Trogues makes the summertime pills, which is very good. That's pills good. Yeah. Good pilsner. This isn't a pilsner. But this is an easy drinking beer, but it warns you that it's that it's got some weight to it. Um, I can bite you if I wanted yeah, to. Yeah. I mean, there are easy drinking beers that go down really easy and then just hit you with a hammer. And that's that. Uh, Austin Kopeck, uh, thank you for a buck. You have no question, but hey, thanks, man. Hmm. You're, you're, you're funding our travel budget. Um, uh, insert name here says, should I get a Corolla A? 
A110 or a 98 Civic for my first first call. What year is the Corolla A110? Oh shit, you're throwing you're throwing a loop to me. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Right. I I would guess late 90s. Yeah. By the numbers, but I don't know. I mean, my your first car like no problem with a Civic, like a ninety eight Civic. That has ninety eight Civic. That has that has independent rear suspension too. So you learn how to drive on it. Then you can put nice tires on it, and it's not going to be a world beater. But you can take it on a mountain road. It'll be a fun time. I have an 06 Civic. It's the same way. I had crappy tires on it, learning how to drive. Yeah. I learned what oversteer and understeer felt like. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe hit a couple curbs. Yeah, and then you put nice tires on it, and it's an enjoyable back road burner. Yeah. That's all you can ask for. Great. A Corolla would probably be great, too, but we don't know that specific Corolla. We both have experience right. with Civ- Civics. And I mean, the good. AE92 that our former uh, intern, uh, Ben Wright, had was great, but it is carbureted, so you got to keep it clean. Can't really? put crap gas in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. AE92. Um, I mean, the uh, 4AGE drops right into that engine bay. The, uh, the engine mounts line right up because they did offer that car with the 4AEGE. It was called the um, Corolla FX, FX16. And the guys, uh, Kaz and Andrew in New Zealand says, yes, every single autocross, there's a guy with an FX16 and then he beats everybody because the car is lighter than an AE86 and has the same horsepower. Or Marty. you can be a hipster and get the Geo Metro that they put the 4AGE in. Because they did. Because that was... No fucking way, really? Yeah. There exists a Geo Metro with a 4AG in it? They sold a decent number of them, too. I'm they rusted the They rusted time. very quickly. Mm. But they were they were made. Chris McCarthy says, Hey, Mr. Regular, has anybody with an Exoset kit car bugged you about a review yet? Any interest? I think in my inbox there is someone who does have an Exoset. Kind of scared of those things. Remember that kid who built the death car? I have no idea what that is, by the way. I know about the death car. I don't know what an Exoset is. Uh, An Exoset is built from a Mazda Miata, but picture like a Mazda Miata driveline around which you build a tube frame and uh, uh, race cars. So it's like a Mazda Miata with no body. That better be an engineer, a former automotive engineer building that, because otherwise I would not go near that. Um, Matt Ferris said they're scary as shit. Yeah. They're fast and scary as hell. Um, I, 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 I'm sure I'll drive an Exoset. I'm not going to drive it fast. <laughs> um, the Disney Project says, watching to pretend I have friends to talk with. Talk hey, with I us. Know, talk with us. Yeah, I know how it is, man. Um, there was this one guy who used to podcast every Thursday night, and I would save a beer just for his podcast. I mean, that was... Back when uh, live, uh, what was that one program? It was like live stream or was it live stream? There was a live stream dot com or something that had a very easy application with it. Yeah, I'm guessing that's what you're talking. I can't remember the live streaming yeah. application name. People would always have their uh, donate to my PayPal button. Everybody had the PayPal button down <laughs> PayPal. there. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's Sam said thank thanks for the five bucks, Sam. We're gonna put this money to good use into. Is that me? That is you. Oh, it's Ben Wright, who's watching the podcast. Hey! Hey, first, Ben, uh, before I answer uh, to uh, to your thing, Ben, let me just answer this one question up here. Um, Sam says, why don't you like California, and why does driving in L.A. In- intimidate you? Just watching an old RCR filmed in L.A. Dude, L.A. driving is like a different planet. They are so aggressive. So aggressive every single time. Oh, and another text from Ben. I'll I'll remember you, Ben. Just 
Let me answer this, guys. Um, yeah, L.A. driving is just... it. They squeeze the cars in, but have you driven in L.A.? No, but I've driven in Florida, and it's a very similar feeling in the very urban areas of Florida from what I've heard. I've heard people compare them. And I know what you mean. It's They drive big cars, and they are just unnecessarily tight together. Yeah. And there's no... When you drive in New York or Philly, everyone's aggressive, but it's a consistent aggression. You know yeah. you have to steal your spot. In yeah. L.A. or Florida, no one can really decide whether they want to be an asshole or not. And in L.A., everybody's got that ego that goes with it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sad boys. Sad boys. Oh, don't be sad boys. Sad boys, love you guys. Have a beer on me. We will. There's this beer you got to try at 1787. And it's very Pennsylvanian. I'm going to end up just sleeping on your couch tonight because there's too much beer I have to try. You're welcome to if you need to. Um, let me just fart on it some more. Um, uh, it's called Boil Water Advisory. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I love a beer with a good name. It can be the worst beer in the world, but if it has a good name, I'm going to love it. It's like a... Uh, I'll let you try it. it it's It's got pepper in it. Or like pepper infused or something. As long as it's not habanero, because I told you about the habanero beer podcast mm. I did, and that was a glorious disaster, mm -hmm. but a disaster nonetheless. Uh, Noah, I'll get your question. Thank you for the 10 bucks, Noah. Let me answer some regular ones. Gus Wagner says, you should review my brother's Fox body. He contacted you about it a few months before, but put it on the Fox body reviews. Oh, wait. He contacted you about it a few months before you put out the Fox body reviews. Okay. It's built up one with a bored out 351 Windsor. So it started out with a 351 Windsor and now it's a larger one or... Did they put the 351 in a Fox body? No, they never did. You can put it in. I don't know if you see the Fox. See the 351 Windsor has different dimensions than the 302. So oh, so you're asking whether it's still a 351 or not? Or right. I mean, did you take a three? Did he take a 351 and then stroke it? Because they do that. They, I mean, they stroke mm -hmm. them and bore them, um, and they get they get nuts after that. Um, I don't know their reliability. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, you should review my. I mean, what you can do is tell them to bump it. And that's literally send a follow-up to that email, which has been over a year, and just bump it. Uh, really, what gets reviews on RCR is convenience and how willing you are to come to South Central PA. Um, actually, not South Central. Technically, this is East Central. Pennsylvania is so weird. Noah. Noah says, thanks for 10 bucks, Noah. Um, uh, should I upgrade my... Now, I don't know. Volvos. This may be a question for Jeff. Should I upgrade my Volvo S70s Turbo? Been wanting something uh, more fun, but I love my car. Thanks for all the great content. Also, much love to introducing me to the Slack. Wait, the Stalkers? I I hope you meant Slackers because that's the greatest band in the world. The I can't stalkers. answer that Volvo question, though. Unless, unless he's talking about Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl, the video game. Because if it's Slackers, dude... Vic, Rick, Vic Ruggiero is amazing. I was just talking yeah, about Yeah, no, he went on like a half hour rant <laughs> when we were hiking today. It was an enjoyable rant. It was funny. I got, I got to play you the video when uh, Vic Ruggiero was We were talking amazing. about ska. Oh, ska music. <laughs> but as for your Volvo, see, you can make any car fun if you work hard enough. But a Volvo is always built to be a daily driver. My dad had an S60R way back in the day. And even that, you know, Volvo spent thousands upon thousands of dollars trying to make that into an M3 competitor, and yet it was still a daily driver first. 
to me, if you want a genuinely fun car, it's a much better investment to just buy a fun car and not try to work your Volvo into it. If you're that in love with the Volvo, then you can do it. But you yeah. got to take a ton of weight out of it, or you got to just work the hell out of the motor. That's true. They aren't the lightest cars in the world. <laughs> They're lead bricks. It it just it, and people. Some people do love their Volvos that much, where it might end up being worth it. You know what you can do? You can go. I think the um, the forums is called TurboBricks.com or TurboBricks.org. It's oh. it's. It's the forum for the 240 drivers who turbo those engines, oh, LS yeah. swap, all that sort of stuff. Um, and ask them. Uh, I think, see, when I think making a fun uh, Volvo, I always go to the 240 series because the engine bays are so big and gives you lots of different engine options to put in there. LS is included. Oh, I'm a little loud. I can move this away. Oh, my. Uh, he's a little loud? Okay, oh, I'm you're taking you down a notch. Okay. Okay. Let us know if that works, guys. Let us let, let us know if he was peaking. But I I, I agree more. with you on the Volvo thing. I think if you want a fun land yacht, which maybe that's what he wants, mm -hmm. I think a much better starting point would be any of the transverse GM '90s cars, so like a Buick Wagon or a Chevy Caprice. Yeah. I think you could have a great time with one of those because they're so land yachty. Even though they're front wheel drive, they don't really. I mean, they, they the push, but they don't really understeer dramatically. It's like a smooth understeer. Like yeah. You can work with it. Like the Buick GS with the uh, yes. 3.8 tur supercharged. If you can find one that hasn't been thrashed. Now, we're going to go around about because I'm going to respond to my text message in the YouTube video. Uh, ben, former intern, uh, sent us a picture of his Bruce Hen glass that I'm drinking <laughs> right now. And he says, just got home from work, poured a Fegley's Always Sunny Pale Ale, and turned into the podcast. Nice glass. Also, you mentioned me. By the way, the Corolla is an AE82, and I just towed it home to do the head gasket myself. So, last time I ran into Ben Wright and his Toyota AE82, it was sitting in Bruce Hen's uh, uh, lot, and a guy came by to look at it because he wanted to do the 4AGE swap. I'm guessing the sale went through. So... Uh, Ben had towed his uh, 4AGE home and uh, was going to do the head gasket himself. Dude, Ben, I'm telling you, 200 bucks on eBay gets you the uh, two-barrel turbocharger. Two-barrel. No, no two-barrel no. two carburetor. More uh, gas. Right, more. That's fine. Two-barrel carburetor. carburetor is fine. Because it, it comes with a one-barrel, but he can get a two-barrel. I just two, hate two barrel rebel carburetor. those. Rep. Rap, rap, rap. <laughs> they he, do he make got... great sounds, though. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, what were you pointing at before? There was a guy who was saying, "What? well, I the way I interpreted this question was, how do you, like, how would you compare the handling characteristics in general, front-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive? I think that'd be, like, a fun little discussion. But then we got two paid questions. Yeah, so. we got two. <laughs> Someone outside. Uh, keep that in your brain. How would I describe the, the different ways? Okay. And by the way, a guy says, Rick, the guy with the F uh, S70 needs a rear-wheel drive Volvo like a 240 or 740. Agreed. Mm -hmm. That can be fun and crazy if stripped down. Actually, yeah, getting the weight out of a Volvo is uh, a great way to increase the fun for newer money. Alex90 gives me five pounds. Sound as a pound. Uh, hey, guys, have some sterling. Thank you, sir. Uh I really, there there are things about the UK I miss a lot. 
I have no idea. One of them, but one of them is not everything smelling like an airport all the time because there's diesel everywhere. That's true. Um, but I loved walking. It's the UK. It's such a great place to walk. Anyway, I would love to see your review of an an, an Audi four thousand or five thousand. When I was young, my dad had an eighty five Audi ninety. Dude, Audis of the eighties and nineties are just. I don't know silly. what a four thousand or five thousand is. Um. I feel like I know a lot of cars. I do not know what that is. Audis in the 80s was super innovative in the way Honda was in the 90s. Well, I know they did the whole Quattro thing. Mm-hmm. My dad was a huge Audi fanboy back in the day. Yeah. And he went on to be about how magical Quattro was. Like, the reputation that Subaru has now as being the all-wheel drive system to get. Yeah. That's thanks to Quattro being ridiculously better than anything else on the market back then. Before this goes away, i got to answer Jeff Rainey's question. Whatever happened to 80s American turbocharged cars, i.e. the Dodge Daytona, Pontiac Sunbird, Turbo, etc.? Nobody seems to uh, revive them in modern times. And here's what happened with 80s turbocharged American cars. Um, Americans like to neglect their cars, which is why Honda did so well here, because they were used to detuned V8s that you could just lug all day long and they'd never break. The problem with a lot of those, like the Ford uh, Turbo, uh, the Turbo Bird, the the, uh, the 2.3 liter uh, Thunderbird with the turbo on it, Americans had to get used to putting in high test gas high test right 93 and doing preventative maintenance and that was very tough and no one really did it so a lot of these engines blew up head gaskets went that sort of stuff um they were very good if you maintained them and americans didn't do that they're back though there are there are tons of turbocharged american cars they're just better v8 versions we have the camaro has a two liter turbo yeah the mustang has a 2.3 liter turbo mm-hmm. and from what i've heard i've talked to people who own those cars they love them because mm-hmm. they don't feel like muscle cars they're light yeah they weigh 34 3300 pounds technology has advanced a little bit yeah you can have turbos just... with better knock sensing and preventing i mean and, you're yeah. not getting shredded around like you were in the 80s with those turbos but right. it's a better experience all around to yeah be honest I'm David Hasselhoff. Thanks, David, for 10 bucks. Um, hey, guys, this is the least I can do for all the laughs you've given me. Hey, thanks, man. Um, after seeing your diary, I'm really th- uh, thinking of moving to New Zealand after college. Any tips? By the way, you should guys review the uh, Lexus SC430. Ah, the, uh, the higher power one. Dude, I, I was in uh, New Zealand for like three weeks. So um, the impression I got from people who... Uh, were there for New Ze- uh, in New Zealand. Um, they love tourists, but uh, say you're not moving here, are you? New Zealand is like Idaho is. Dude, shut up about how great Idaho is. Like they don't <laughs> want people moving there. That's like Vermont. Yeah, when I was up in Vermont. They're like, come visit. Don't move here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing about moving to New Zealand is uh, immigrating to New Zealand from the United States. They say, great. Why, why should we take you? Well, I'm a nice person. Not enough. Like, are you, are you a computer engineer? Like, how are you going to better this country? They, they get to pick and choose who comes in uh, to their country. Switching countries is always tough. Like, you don't think 
you're going to miss your friends. But even if you go to a faraway college, you begin to realize, and, and college is different because it's so easy to make new friends. But when you move to a completely new location and you don't have the benefit of college to help you out, it's rough on your psyche. It really is. It kind of wears at you because you want to just go to the bar or something. Like maybe you have a stressful day and you want to just go out with people and there's just no one there. And it, it you don't expect it to be a big deal, but it is. I'm just surprised someone apparently knows who I am. So, uh, uh, thank you, Sam, for the dollar. Thank you, man. I'll pay it forward. Thank you so much. And someone knows you in the chat. Someone said, "Oh snap, it's Jeff." So maybe they know me as a. Maybe it's someone I know personally. Maybe it's one of the handful of people that read what I write about basketball. But, okay. Uh, cool. Uh-huh. Hello, dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> S- say if you know Jeff from real. Uh, hey, you Ben. Uh, I met you last year in Pittsburgh. Tim here. Oh, dude. Yeah, Tim Strickler. We were talking about the IM. And, uh, okay. Uh, Tim Strickler. Hey, Ben, you're doing well, and you moved up to the top. But anyway, Tim Strickler is in the chat. Uh, He is our good friend from Pittsburgh. Uh, Jeff never met Tim Strickler. Uh, But we were talking about uh, you're 6'2", and Tim Strickler, I think, is 6'4". And he loves his... Small cars. Yeah. I love them, too. But there aren't many... So I'm 6'2", but my upper body, which is what matters in terms of headroom, is really proportioned to that of like a 6'4", 6'5"-ish person. Um, And I just barely comfortably squeeze into my focus. You saw I had maybe a half inch of headroom. Mm -hmm. If my hair is particularly poofy that day, I can feel it hitting the headroom. Mm -hmm. um, And I don't have a a, a, uh, sunroof either. Mm -hmm. So it's just like the headliner. Um, I've heard that that new Corolla IM... Or it's not even a Corolla. It's just a Corolla hatchback now. They, they got rid of the IM designation. Mm-hmm. Is great seating position-wise for tall people. So that really intrigues me. And you, I think the Tim that you were talking about, I think you said that he yeah. owned the old one. When it was called a Scion. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I, I've always loved that car. And I see it pop up on Reddit a lot. Whenever someone asks, what is going to be this generation's CRX? Mm-hmm. Um, where maybe when it's new, it's not quite worshipped all that much, but in 10, 15 years. And the first couple answers are always, someone argues Hyundai Veloster, someone argues um, Honda CRZ or any of the other compacts that have plus points, but the one that always gets the most like dark horse support is yeah. that IM. Yeah. For the very reasons where it has a lot of potential because you know Toyota overbuilds their engines. Mm-hmm. It doesn't handle poorly. It has a little bit of soul to it, mm-hmm. and I can see that. I, yeah. I drove a couple of them, and they're they're a lot of fun. For Stereo is pretty good. Scion yeah. did a good job knowing what their customers <laughs> wanted. Yeah. Um, someone says, uh, uh, "Any chance of plans for RCR mainland Europe, especially France, Germany, Netherlands?" On a long enough timeline, we got to go to Germany. If you're a car show, you have to go to Germany. I don't know when. I'd like. Um, Ted Stoltz to come with us because uh, he can speak German. Uh, so probably mainland Europe, RCR Germany was probably the most logical thing. Mm-hmm. Chef Saito, thanks for the five bucks, Chef. Uh, working on convincing my boss to offer our breweries forklifts for a review. Cheers from Westchester, New York. What's your brewery's best beer, man? You got to tell me this. I'm going up to New York later this summer. By the way, you want to come along, feel free. Um, there are a bunch of breweries. We have a whole list from 
my friend's brother who went to school in upstate New York mm-hmm. of all the breweries to check out if we liked the ones that we liked in Vermont. And Westchester, as far as I know, is right along the road that you take to get up to these like weird middle of nowhere breweries. Is Westchester, so. New York, northern New York City? Is it above White Plains? I think it's the first significant city you hit when you're on the road to Lake George. Where's Lake George? Upstate by Vermont. Oh, we're going up there, there. I don't know. Okay. I, well, oh, that's getting... Okay. That's more New England, New York. Yes and no. It, it splits off, kind of. Mm. Like, the stuff that we would go to, there's some by Lake George, and then there's some just, like, off elsewhere in the middle of the state. He says, Captain Lawrence Brewing, Chef Saito I've says. I never... I'm, I'm, I'm dying to get into beer, but I unfortunately don't know that much yet. So I've never heard of that. One but guy in the channel, uh, be sure to check Andy out. B says, I could possibly be your tallest subscriber at seven foot one. I cannot fit in the E90 BMW. Someone your height dunked on me once. It was not a pleasant experience. Ugh, seven one, man. I'm, I'm pretty tall and I, I have a lot of experience being around basketball players. I've worked at Did you play gyms. in college? Um, I was about to when my knee blew out. Oh, okay. So you I played in, in high school. I played in high school. I played AAU. I've coached a lot, so I see a lot of taller guys. And there's a cutoff point at about six foot ten for me. For a lot of people, it's shorter. Where you look up and you're just like, "Holy shit! You're 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 not human." <laughs> <laughs> and at that seven foot point, true seven foot, it enters a whole different realm because six ten, you will occasionally see a six ten person in your life. It happens. Seven foot, you have to go out of your way in general to, to see a person like that. And it, it is otherworldly on being on a basketball court with that because you can – you'll have a guy like 10 feet away from you. You'll be like, oh, there's a wide open jumper. All of a sudden, it's in the bleachers because the guy decided to jump. And it, it, it's the weirdest thing to do. I want to ask you once we get done with this, what is goaltending and why is that – I could explain that okay. easily. All right. I'm David Hasselhoff. Oh, Thanks, man, for another by five bucks, man. Thanks. Um, yeah, I'm majoring in civil engineering, so I think it Ooh, it, it might that be was my luck. old thing. Yeah, but seriously, SC430 Top Gear called it the worst car in the world. It's oh, not. Oh, is that that? It's it, the bubble one. Oh, they made okay. they made an SC300 400, I believe, in the '90s, and those were basically Thank they you took for a Supra me. and just muddled with it and turned it into a Lexus. Okay. I don't know if it was the same chassis, but it was the same motors involved. It was the same kind of idea. The SE430 was only sold as a convertible. It was the bubbly one. Okay, so that's... But it's not the worst car in the world. It is a very niche car. But Top Gear attacked it mostly because it didn't fit what Lexus was doing at the time. And that was their criteria. I'm not ranting on top gear or anything Mm. it was really they wanted to find a company that should have known better and find a car that just didn't fit what they thought it should fit and Mm. that was the sc430 Mm. it would be a fun car for you to review though i completely agree with that yeah i'd like to find out what this thing's all about so thanks civil engineering is a lot of fun though you picked a good major my parents applied for visas in New Zealand and Canada at the time we were living. Uh, we were living with my aunt who was planning on going to Canada. My aunt intercepted. You know what? I'm going to make this text bigger. The chat's going to go faster. Yeah, we're that's gonna... why I'm doing this peaking thing. Yeah. yeah. 
There we go. Oh, yes. Ah, it's much My better. My old person eyes are very happy. Ah. Uh, SC430 is a this career. guy. Pontiac Sunfire. We were talking about that on the trail. Mr. Regular, can you review a 2003-2003 Pontiac Sunfire, the official, <laughs> the official car of Mega Millions? Uh, I know you did the 99 Cavalier, but Crushed they changed Miller engines. In the back. <laughs> <laughs> the official. I know I made this joke before, but I always go back to Swisher Sweets as like this trash. You know what the Pontiac Sunfire is? It's trash class. It's like it's 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 the lowest trim. But it's hipster trash class because. I don't know if I don't know if the Cavalier is the. Go ahead. I feel like the Cavalier is the everyman's trash car. I'm nodding. Yes. The Sunfire. Isn't isn't the Cavalier? It's the Cavalier owner that doesn't want to be a Cavalier owner. Okay. Want to be a little different. Okay. That's as close to hipster as you can get while still being the owner of a trash car. I think. That's my thinking, anyway. It's the highest trim of the J-Body. I guess the J-Body was after the Cadillac Cimarron. Well, that's a good question. I've no, I don't know if the that Cimarron That might technically is be a J-Body. That might have been the first generation of the J-Body. Because mm. I know they did multiple. We need Justin Kramer here to set all this. <laughs> I got to get him back on the podcast. I mean, the Cimarron was a shitbox anyway, but that would technically be higher trim than the Pontiac. Okay. Uh... I just finished 27 and half of 28. God damn it. Oh, this guy's watching the old, the old podcast. Um, what's your opinion on Porsche fans making their car their car's market value go up? I don't know how they're doing that. Oh, well, well, Porsches always have their bubble, and I don't understand Porsche fans. I mean, I drove a Sharkworks, which is, you know, a bit of a drop. That's coming up in a few. I drove a Sharkworks. I'm like, I get it. These cars are freaking mm-hmm. on a level beyond me. I need to be, co- well, right I need to be Lieutenant Commander Data from Star Trek to be able to drive these things. Hey, guys, I'm looking, uh, uh, Twek, Hi, guys, I'm looking for a car for long road trips, like a W124, but more American. Any advice? Panther body. <laughs> Yeah, Panther Body know, or Buick know, Wagon with a V8. Yeah, or I know people are gonna say eh, Land Panther Yacht, body. Land Dude, Yacht with a V8. That's you can buy a P seventy one Interceptor now that all cops drive. Uh, now that all cops drive uh, um, Explorers. Now all the authority whores and like pretend cops uh, are buying them now. So you can buy Panther Bodies for like two thousand bucks, and they're worth that money. They yeah. really are. Uh. Thank you very much for the super chat. Let me get your name quick. Uh, Riley Burning. I don't know what country A500 is. Out of Australian what, dollars? You... Oh, sorry. It went away. We can bring it back. I think if I click that. Yeah. Any RCR project cars in the pipeline? Unfortunately, no. Just keep the Falcon running. Maybe something with a Barra motor What's in it. What's a Barra motor? That is the... Well, it makes sense, I guess, because he's Australian. The Barra motor is Ford's inline straight six that goes in oh, those Falcons. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know We that. never got those. Uh, Andrew Lamb was really adamant that I import a Barra motor with a turbo to put in the Falcon. Those are great motors, but they're long, and they wouldn't fit in the engine, but you'd have to really you cut You own the a fire. Ford Falcon in America. That better be a V8. Yeah. That's it. It does. We're driving this afterwards. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Um, maybe something with a barrel motor in it. Cheers, gents. Have a good one. You got another one right there. Thanks, Riley. 
Um, if I ever do another project car, it would either be a Lemons Rally car, which would just make it run. Uh, you, yes. That, that, and it has to be a K car. I have so to do a Lemons fun. Rally in a K car. Um, Body parts of every single K car. <laughs> <laughs> um, or every now and again, I, I watch clips from mad max thunder road and i'm like i need a mad i need a mad max car i need to go to valhalla uh sam his name is just sam thanks for the fine buck sam is rcr your full-time gig are you a professor as well um i have the credibility to be a at least an adjunct professor um you could make this a full-time gig hopefully one day you do but yes uh regular car reviews is my full-time gig um i miss teaching sam I miss the classroom. Lord knows I could probably always go back. It's been a while. I mean, I haven't published anything. It would be neat, you know, maybe to uh, shake things up if I go to like a local community college and just teach an English comp course. That'd be neat if I could do that one day a week. I mean, I could do that for giggles. Just teach that for, uh, for total fun. Jeff Rainey with uh five canucky stand dollars yeah uh has anybody reached out uh to review vehicles during the malaise era very few and i love them i think i got one set up in uh chicago i i talked to him once or twice i have to finalize drive into camden with a five dollar bill and you'll have a dozen of them ready (laughs) oh has anybody reached out vehicles during the malaise era 70s 80s american cars like early 80s interesting them well, technically, the um, the uh, Grand National is a Malaise car. It's just the Malaise car. Right, yeah. The workaround the... Malaise car. Yeah. Um, to me, peak Malaise is like 1978. That's true. Um, we don't know what we're doing. We got to make these V8s make uh, horse. We got to make these V8s have uh, good a fuel economy. So how are we going to do that? A two-barrel carburetor and smog. Chevy bombs. was like, Chevette! <laughs> yeah so malaise era i guess would be chevy chevette although that's them trying to make a, a tiny car <laughs> dodge aries or plymouth reliant we did do the plymouth uh oh, what did we do at, at at carlisle the plymouth claim what did we do plymouth horizon but no 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 dodge aries yet that's a car i need i need a dodge aries or reliant where does the term malaise car come from? Ask more coffee. Excellent question. Uh, malaise era is American cars 1973 to about 1982. Uh, these are often the personal luxury cars, which are four-door cars, which have turned into two-door cars. They're awful. Like Lincoln Mark Six or something. You would like get that. seven liter V8s with 140 horsepower and like 320 pound feet of torque. Yeah, and that was the best motor you could get. Right. Car, car companies just did not know how to meet emissions regulations and still have a motor that moved a land yacht. And they insisted on making land yachts. That the Malaysia allowed Japan into the American car market. Right. Um. Instead of revamping cars entirely, they were most like 60s, 60s designs uh, given crutches and told to run. Um, uh, Justin Kramer described the Malaise era as when Americans stopped wanting to drive and just wanted to s- sit on their couch. You get into these cars. That's honestly, a really good way of describing it. Yeah. 
you get in them and they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. If the if the springs and foam isn't blown out, oh, these things are amazing. Even if the springs are blown out, they're still comfortable. Yeah. Aaron R. Abril says, if you guys actually wind up in southern Arizona, say Tucson, I've got my DRZ. DRZ what, 400? Well, yeah, they're all 400s. That's right. And BMW R 1150 to ride on uh, around desert riding. I've never done desert riding. I want to do email sent. Thank you very much, Aaron. Riding a bike without wiping bugs off your mask. Mm -hmm. That's got to be just like heaven on earth. doesn't even matter the temperature. Yeah. Um, yeah, the idea is to go, uh, to, uh, SoCal or the Southwest next March to just beat out the East Coast winter. You know, when it, you know, when it turns, uh, uh, spring, but it's not spring yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, screw this. Let's go to Phoenix (laughs) or Vegas or something. It'll be like every 80 year old from Philadelphia. Oh, really? That's what they They all move to Phoenix. Mm. Do they come back during the summertime or they just stay there? They plan on coming back. Mm. They choose not to. I see. They do They do Arizona or Florida. I think the, the Jewish people generally go to Arizona and then it's 50-50 for the rest. I heard this really bad joke the other day. Like, um, I don't know if it was Neil deGrasse Tyson who said this. Eh, this doesn't sound like a De- De- deGrasse Tyson joke. But it said... Uh, it, it was trying to think how aliens thought, like if aliens examined Earth and tried to figure out migratory patterns or the 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 evolution or... No, it's not evolution. It's the life cycle of people. And if they looked at Florida, it says, oh, Florida is a place where you're born Hispanic and die Jewish. <laughs> That's true. Um, Blacksmith Lewis said, uh, uh, thank you for... Uh, 20 uh, Canadian dollars. He says, I have a 5.7 liter Hemi I'm slowly building into a sort of performance street engine. What would be a good uh, Japanese car to put it in? Oh, I think I'm going to find an engine bay that will... F- uh, I know one. Also thinking of getting a Toyota Echo as a daily. Excellent perfect choice. one. Might be a Flowtech purple horny on it. Uh, excellent Toyota Echo. I hope that becomes a classic. I miss mine so much. Stick with Toyota, import a crown. Ooh. How perfect would that be? Crown from the with 80s. With a Hemi. With a Hemi in it. I think you're on to something, man. Yeah. No one's going to expect that. Yeah. Yeah, some JDM cheap thing. I don't think it would fit in anything else, though. Well, you're Canadian, which means you have a 15-year rule instead of a 25-year rule. So the world's your oyster is getting like a JDM car that would have some crappy like two-liter in it. I guess most Lexuses, you could always stick it in an LS. Or, yeah, in an LS. You could stick a Hemi in an LS. How perfect would that be? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, that would just be I mean, be you're hilarious. talking about d- dimensions. Hemis are way larger than LS motors. No, like LS 500. The, the Lexus. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. You could you could have the medium <laughs> on wheels. You could yes. have a Hemi in an LS. There you go. Because cause the, uh, the LS or the, um, the 1UZs that were in the LSs, the one UZs that were in the Lexus LS400s are overhead cam, 
which means their dimensions are larger. So on didn't they him, make that with a V8 eventually too? Yeah, they all had the the oh yeah Lexus, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. confusing the they're, they're four the, liter the, the, Toyo- the Toyota engine designations always throw me off okay uh, the I was to- thinking in line six the Toyota LS which is the LS of New Zealand is the one UZ which is a four liter aluminum block double overhead cam V8 mm-hmm. it makes very good power LS makes more <laughs> we got to wrap this up soon because I'm sobering up. <laughs> Uh, would you ever have a Ferrari Mondola or a giant ostrich car? I have no idea what, what that is means. a Mondial. I don't know. I'm guessing he meant. I don't actually know. What would be your reaction? Be I don't have reactions. I just think in my head silently. If someone starts a channel that is very similar to the format of RCR in Europe, mm. I don't have a copyright on me. Obviously, without great writing and music covers, well then it's. Technically, you do have a copyright on you. Yeah. Anything that you think of is copyright. Copywritten. Really? Even if I don't do the paperwork? That's what the R is for. That's registered. Oh. Huh. Interesting. That said, you can never enforce that on a, a similar YouTube channel because it's all unique content. Uh, Blacksmith Lewis, you don't have to keep... Uh, giving me money but th- th- thank you so much for, for the extra five dollars um, you could just uh, we'd probably recognize you in the normal chat um, yo a crown or an LS400 would muck would muck with the Hemi I'm gonna think that what, muck what is a mean? good thing yo a crown or an LS400 would muck with the Hemi I don't know what muck means, but I think it's right. a positive term. Okay. So, yes, it would. Okay. We, we, we agree with you. <laughs> Tim Horton slang right here. I don't know what, exactly what that means. <laughs> PBR is best cheap beer. Jenny Cream. Lies. Jenny Cream better than PBR. What, what's, your, what's your best cheap beer? If cheap is the focus... Oh, I forget the name. It was at TCNJ all the time. Super cheap um, lager... But if I if I just need a beer that's cheap and I want to get drunk and it won't actively be disgusting, Natty Ice. Oh come on! It's water with alcohol. Dude, I was I was at a party. I'm in still college. a college student. I'm allowed to like Natty Ice All for another right. year. Right. I was at a college party and I cracked my first Natty Ice, took two sips and poured. There's it a down. big difference between Natty Ice and Natty Light. You have to you have to remember that. I I took two sips of this Natty Ice and not only did I pour it down the kitchen sink, I poured it onto the dirty dishes in the sink. And like, look, it'll it'll get down there. Best drunk for your money beer by far is Victory Golden Monkey. Yes. Yes. That beer goes down way too easy for a 10%er. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Golden Monkey. So good. It's so good. <laughs> I watched this one um, uh, AT through hiker. His his YouTube channel name was The Black Election. I took him on a beer run uh, up to Rudders in Port Clinton, and I, I, I casually mentioned him, yo, if you want to get fucked up, it's The Golden Monkey. This guy do, this guy drink buys a six-pack of it and, and drank three. And I'm like, holy <sighs> shit, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's when you become one with the couch. You're yeah, like, yeah. I am God. 
man i gotta ask him about that did how was your morning after that i'll bet he i don't <laughs> that, think it does dehydrate the hell out of you yeah i hope he ran natty bow excellent natty bow natty bow is good believe I'll hon. Give you that they don't yeah. sell that near near me you can't oh, that's baltimore it's crazy mm-hmm. Chad is going cri- uh, crazy about this cryptic monk comment. Yeah, I have what? no idea what that means. I was like trying to find oh. out if that monk meant something or not. Muck. Yeah. Oh, well. I wonder how the regular car scene will change in 10 years and crossovers become super cheap. I I wonder if crossovers will be the new Malaysia or something like that. Nah, I think crossovers are over time getting less crossover-y. And they're just going to become wagons again. It's kind of so. it's kind of the American way of destigmatizing wagons because if you think about it, the sedan never made sense. The coupe is for if you want a U car, and the wagon should have been for if you wanted an everyone else car. That's oh, that's but good they line never there. caught on. They did for moms for a yeah. brief time in the Malays era where everyone hated their car anyway, so they might as well get. Something I think huge. the Malays era was the peak of the wagon. You know, you can make your uh, lamp. But uh, Toyota, the Highlander, is already looking like a raised wagon. Um, mm. The Ford Edge looks like you just put a Ford Fusion on stilts. The Mondeo wagon in Europe. There's all kinds of. They're they're slowly getting lower. Good. I think that's the the answer there. Sad Boys says you guys have a Tim Hortons there. No. I heard there's a Tim Hortons in Buffalo, New York. Um, I've been and- to Tim Hortons. It's very good. It's better than Dunkin' Donuts. I hear that. I mean, uh, it's been a long time since I've been at a Tim been Hortons. Been to T-Dot. What's T-Dot? Toronto. That's where I was at my Tim Hortons. It was just Toronto. And and another time when we drove to Ottawa. And another time when we drove to Montreal. So I've been at least to Tim Hortons three times. Great. Mm-hmm. I know it's a Canadian institution. Um, but at the time I was very young. What I need to do is have Timmy Coffee and Dunkin' Donuts like right next to each other. And then like Timbits and uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, oh, but holes. Dunkin' Donuts in Boston is better than Dunkin' Donuts anywhere else in New England. That's true. You're I right. I think I might take Boston Dunkin' Donuts over Tim Hortons over everywhere else Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Oh my. I think dr- that's my order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we're gonna be wrapping this up soon. Ken Smith says there's a Tim Hortons in Allentown. I haven't seen it. Really? Is there a Tim Hortons in Allentown? If not, I'm making a special trip. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Tim Hortons in Allentown. I am looking at this right now. Safari. I, I, I'm, I'm holding you, Oz. Tim Hortons is better than Duncan for sure. Seriously, Mr. R, have you guys not done the VW Beetle yet? Technically not. The, first, the only time a Beetle has appeared... On my channel was Raf Orlov from Jalopnik when I drove his Baja bug. Uh, oh, thank you, Blacksmith. Uh, <laughs> man, uh, thanks so much, man, for just donating to the to the channel. Muck means haul ass. Oh, he's giving you now the that address to the Tim Hortons. Watch, it's actually just some dude named Tim Horton. <laughs> like, like if seriously, in New Jersey, there are a couple houses where if you type in McDonald's, it's just like some random ass McDonald's residence. That it thinks is a restaurant. So, in theory, that could be just that. Whoa, it came up. 701 West Hamilton Street, Allentown. Only open until 4 p.m.? I feel like that's not a Tim Hortons, then. Tim Hortons Coffee and Tea. I don't know. 
okay. It has three stars on Yelp. Oh, look. I asked you that question earlier. If you have been one car for the rest of your life... All right. Idrick says, if you have to have one car for the rest of your life besides the Falcon, what is it? Okay. It's a car I saw at Hard Park in New Zealand. It is the Subaru STI Forester. Japan and New Zealand got an STI Forester. Imagine that. Right out of the factory, an STI Forester. Mine's a Lexus IS wagon. Yeah? I think I think that's probably one of the best all-around cars ever made. I wonder if it has metal tie-down loops in the back. <laughs> All right. Here are some of the reviews of the Tim Hortons in Allentowns. No entrance without ticket during hockey games. That's what I get for just checking Google Maps. Can't get a cup of coffee without a game ticket. No, no storefront for just walking in off the street. There's no what? I came during the Phantoms game. Oh, it's probably at a hockey arena. Okay, yeah. I bet you it's a minor league hockey. It's it's probably at the Phantom Station. That makes sense, and that doesn't count. Mm. Because there's a Chickie and Pete's at the Philadelphia Sports Arenas, and it is not as good as normal Chickie and Pete's. So I can't imagine that a Tim Hortons coffee joint at a hockey place would be as good as a real Tim Hortons. Okay, that explains things. Sad boys, hey, thanks for just throwing the cash our way. We got to wrap this up because we, we just passed the hour mark. Okay. Nice. Hope the trip to Tim's is worth it. You know, I have my uh, friend, um, Carrie, who uh, is on the uh, the uh, promo team. It's like promo team or hype team or pump team for the Phantoms. And I'll have to ask her when... Um, you know, when a game is thing, or I, I guess they'll get like Tim Hortons powder drinks or something like that and just say you have it. You know, I'd still go to a game just to get a Tim Hortons cup and put it, wash it and put it in my closet. That is, that is a worthwhile investment, I think. Yeah. Until you do it too often, you get cancer from it. Mm. <laughs> Schmidt says, I'm going to bed. Have a nice one, y'all. Yep. We're going to wrap this up soon. We got to cruise the Falcon. We got to get some Rolling food in Rolling down us. the street in my 6-4. Ah, Person Non Grata. You're the guy with that YouTube page. Well, you gave me five bucks, so I'll answer your question. Um, do you still go by Kutztown Dragon these days? Uh, that's a character that died like 10 years ago. Man, that character was, was a total edgelord, but, you know, hey, I was in college in the early 2000s. I mean, I was an asshole. <laughs> I mean, that was the early days of when you had it, when you had a, this is like way pre-YouTube, when you had to know somebody with server space, if you wanted to host videos, yeah, and everybody was making, it was, it was, it was pre-YouTube, man. Um, I'm not proud of those days. <laughs> now, you got to embrace every weird thing you've ever done. That's true. You got to own it, don't you? Because that, that's what leads to what you're doing now. If, if I learned nothing from those days, it's I learned how to use video editing software. I learned how to use a camera. Hey, describing my old YouTube gaming days. I know yeah. how to talk into a microphone. I know how to edit videos, basically. And I got the basics of my writing skills that I now make money off of. Yeah. From making shitty gaming videos and posting them on the internet. Right. So, hey. But I, I miss a lot of people from those days. I miss some... Well, I never posted on something awful, but, you know, I miss that. I miss Fugly.com and all that early Web.0 stuff. Good times. I don't know about Sheets. I've only been to Sheets once, and it was really mediocre, but it was really late at night. 
Yeah. So odds are it was a night shift guy just screwing it up. I will respect sheets. People seem to love it. Wawa's never failed me. Wawa's never failed me either. But the thing is, Wawa cannot make a meatball sub to save their life. Yeah, they but they make they, a really good turkey and roast beef sub. They do. Their sub game is on point. Their breakfast croissants are on point. Dude, their that, coffee that French is good. toast sandwich that they you make were talking about that is so good for no reason. <laughs> it looks awful, mm-hmm. but then you eat it, and it's just the perfect amount of grease to go with the coffee <laughs> when you have a lot of stuff to do that day. Sheets burritos are pretty good. Like I will go to Sheets and I'll eat their burritos, and their egg sandwiches are pretty good. Everything else is just comfort. You got to hurry on your trip to PA. Wawa is starting to get a little lower in quality as they expand. So if you want to get peak Wawa, you got to hurry a little bit. There's a Wawa, like Hamburg, where we're going. That is the battleground between Sheets and Wawa. There's a Sheets right over there. There's like Sheets of Surroundings. This Wawa I'm picturing them out. like on the front with like the flag, just like standing there. <laughs> Hoagie Fest, like, stoner-style people on one side. The sheets, like, Pittsburghians. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wearing Steelers helmets, like, going. <laughs> Look, we don't have much in PA. terrible towels. <laughs> uh, I'm David Hasselhoff. Keep saying, what do you think about the 99 V6 Sorolas? Solar- That's, I, that is like a modern An wing. Avalon Roadster. I- <laughs> Does that go into Golden Corral in my haunt, my Avalon, my V6 Sorolla? I have. They they made convertibles of those, didn't they? Did they? The Solara is. Oh, I want a Camry, but I don't want the trunk space. <laughs> I want a Corolla that can't be my only car. The kids have moved out. <laughs> you know Toyota's never failed me before and that MR that Mr. 2 looks very sketchy. Oh um <laughs> these two are officially drunk. I'm not. I'm no, actually no, sober. We're fine. I just I just We need some water act though. Drunk. Yeah, we we are dehydrated, I think. Yeah, we need some water. The thin red paste said sheets is best at the middle of the night. Yep. Uh that's when sheets food is. Stop at sheets at 2 a.m. for a concert for a concert. What mm. kind of concert? Uh, Mr. Two. I lived in Wawa country until I went to Pittsburgh after transferring to Kutztown. You transferred from Pittsburgh to Kutztown University? And having sheets, even more. I'm on the sheet side. Nothing like a three-pound breakfast burrito for six dollars. Yeah, dude, those sheets burritos. Um, um, their, their business pl- their their business plans is uh, quantity over quality. You get that Sheets burrito and you're looking at it and it's the size of your abdomen. And I'm like, this is going to be in me. <laughs> For a brief time, there was a rivalry between Chipotle and Pancheros in my town. Yeah. And they just could not decide how they wanted to compete. And they were they, they were at the same price point at that point. Since then, Chipotle has gotten cheaper. Pancheros has gotten more expensive. They don't really compete directly. But back then, the burritos just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and to, it got to the point where you could not eat it in one sitting unless you were in some way intoxicated. You just couldn't force your, yourself to do it. Uh-huh. It was awful. But it was great. What's this guy? Dan, Dan says, uh, I weigh 250 pounds and me and my friend can curl up in the back and be comfortably and have a backpack in there. I guess some people are talking to each other in there. I don't know. All right, guys. um, We got to drink some water. And, oh, uh, David Benning says, here's $2 for the crowdfunded to find the RCR intern. Oh, we need another RCR intern? We don't have one right now. Ben Wright is done. Uh, Here's $2 for the crowdfund to find the RCR intern. 
Oh, I know what you're referring to. Uh, I think Nick Roman was talking about how he wanted to have a thing like, where is the RCR intern? <laughs> so thanks, Dave. Thanks for that. Guys, we're going to wrap this thing up here. Um, did I see you're moving out to the west? Would you like to leave a pothole in the construction city? No, I'm just talking about road trips. There are no Wawa's and you... <coughs> Excuse me. There are no Wawa's in York, Pennsylvania, so it's just sheets versus rudders. Yeah, rudders can't do anything. Uh, Nick Roman seems to like their grilled turkey breast. Hey, Ruben but, uh, Lopez from Philly. That's my boy. No idea who that is, but Philly's awesome. Doesn't peace get out from Philly. Uh, thank you, guys. We're wrapping this up. Thanks for this odd time. This has been the Jeff Weissman podcast. Uh, we're going into Hamburg to go to 717 Time Brewing. to go drink some beer. Hope you guys yep. enjoyed. We need some food, too. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Uh, we're done here. Thanks so much for uh, watching us, and thanks so much to everybody who gave us a super chat. You're keeping our travel budget fat. And uh, next trip is the Chicago trip. Um, we'll, we'll try to get some sort of meat going on uh, there. Hopefully, uh, Mike Steinberg can join us for that because he's a great people person. And uh, thank you to everybody who donates through Patreon. That's the reason we can operate as a much larger channel than what we really are. Thank you so much for liking our uh, weird YouTube channel. Thank you so much to Jeff Weissman for joining us and hey, hiking today and driving It's been off. fun. Excellent. All I can ask. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great weekend. Bye. See you.